1: Hello and welcome to Oak Road Hatters Put in a Mixer. Um, today, back by popular demand, I'm your host, Ollie Kay, and I'm bringing you the only analytics show focusing exclusively on in Town. And with me, as always, is uh, the man who knows so much about analytics, the beautiful mind, Andy Burgess. How are you getting on, Burge? Yeah, I was going to let you keep
3: talking. Actually, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, doing doing well. Doing well, thanks. I'm looking at the uh, the results that are currently going on in play um, for the for the purpose of people watching this. We're recording this during um, during the midweek game, so we're keeping a keen eye on Blackburn, Sunderland, Norwich, and Millwall. Um, We've well, we got a lot to talk about today, haven't we? Um, not a lot of goals, unfortunately, yeah. but um, some good football, contrary to what Paul Ince might say. Um, <laughs> so, Burge, you were lucky enough to, to be up there as the summariser for Stato Pitts um, yeah. up in uh, Preston North End. What, what did you make of that game?
3: yeah loads and loads to like about it um you know i thought we we dominated for long periods uh phenomenal amount of chances uh loads of chances to to win the game should have been should have been dead and buried and and we're not just talking half chances we're talking real good um clear-cut chances um and you always have that concern especially in the championship that it's going to have the uh, you know ability to come back and bite you on the backside. Um, having said that, when you get the goal uh, through Colton Morris, you're you're then expecting you to go on. Um, but you know there are no clubs at this level um, that are going to throw the towel in. Uh, there's, there's, there's danger around every corner, if you like, um, and in the in the blink of an eye, um, teams can can score goals. And uh, you know we've been on the end now, we'll look at that in a little bit uh, of detail on the end of two penalty decisions, two and balls. Who knows the rules? Got absolutely no idea what the rules are or what is and ball and what isn't. But, um, yeah, in terms of the Preston game, I think there was loads and loads of real good stuff. Um, And obviously, things to improve on. No more so than uh, our play in and around or or our final, final finish in front goal. So, Virg, you mentioned about creating all the chances
1: and danger lurking around each corner. So we created a lot of chances as dictated by the XG, uh, RXG, XG uh, or expected goals, uh, the, the positions that we take up and the, the, goal, um, the, the goal scoring possibilities and the chances created of 3.39 for us and 1.19 for, for Preston, although that was mostly due to their, their penalty, which takes up a considerable amount of their XG. Um, We did find the breakthrough uh, after lots of uh, big chances missed, um, and it was a well-worked goal by Colton Morris, if you want to roll that clip.
3: Yes, no problem. Um, I mean, to the naked eye, I think it was probably quite a basic goal. Um, 2v2. I think probably the group work on that or teams work on that every day in training. And it's about getting out of that area, getting out of that two v two. Be better than the two v two, be brighter. Good little bit of movement off the ball from Clark. Um and then you can just see the eye line in the, the top right of your corner, what Morris is seeing and what the defenders seeing. Um and Morris is in a great position. It's awful defending, it has to be said. Um we'll come back to that, but it's not a massive area that Morris has got to go and attack. You've got the fullback who he's looking after, I think, uh, on your Dimna. But Morris just shows more desire, more desire, more heart, more willingness to go and win that ball, win that header. Um, and it's quite a simple goal. I'll, I'll run it again. But it, it, there are little facets of it that make it, uh, make it more easy or, or, or less easy to say it's just a simple goal. Again, 2v2. Uh, You need that little bit of movement from Jordan Clark to create half a yard of space for Amari Bell. Then you see, again, top right of your picture, awful body shape from the press and centre. if it's Davis. Morris has got him behind him. Uh, He can see him. The defender can't see Morris. And then it's about desire. You know, it's about wanting to get to that ball before the fullback. The fullback's got perhaps two yards to come and attack it. He hasn't done that. Morris has probably got two yards to get away from it. So it's a, it's a more difficult header for Morris because he's going away from the ball. He's got to generate the power uh, that the ball had taken off it from the uh, from the cross that's been deflected up in the air. And he shows real desire and, and heart to get to the ball, win the ball, not only win the ball, direct it back to goal. It must have been quite close because when I watched it during the replays, it wasn't didn't look that far over the line. But I think probably one of the best pieces of technical um, uh, of technical things that's come into the game is, is the goal line technology um, technology sorry not technical technology is a goal line because I would guess that that goal perhaps wouldn't have counted if it wasn't for goal line technology uh, because it would have been that tight so but again you know looking back at the goal good wing play good good uh, good play from, from Clark and, uh, and Bell to create the opportunity again it's another delivery from the left and again, Morris just shows more heart, more desire, great starting position to peel off the centre-half and get behind him, and then the ability and quality to arc that neck um, and head it head it into in, into the goal. And uh, at that time, I thought it was going to be enough to go and win the game, and uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a goal that we've seen quite a lot. Uh, good wing play, stick it into the back stick, and then either Elijah or Carlton's there to, to nod it in. Um, so that was on the 73rd minute and then the game uh the game sort of turned on its head at uh in the 81st minute um and it really was against the run of play if if you if if, if you have any thoughts about that it like from my perspective watching on i follow it really did look like it was against the run of play
3: I think for eighty minutes, Preston were one of the worst teams I've seen for a long, long time. They were, they were so poor. They were, I've never seen so many throw-ins be kicked out of play. Just, just little five-yard throw-ins. Give it, give and go. Give it. or oh, the thrower throws it. Give it back to the thrower. Get kicked out of play. They looked devoid of confidence. They looked devoid of energy. Uh, certainly looked devoid of an idea of how they wanted to approach the game and play. And you never really felt that they were going to threaten. You never felt... You felt when Luton scored, you felt it was game over. Uh, and you felt it was three points. Whether the lads maybe felt that. But having said that, you know, then uh, Horvath never really came under any pressure. It was just that that real initial bit just before they the penalty, the build-up to the penalty, where we switched off a little bit. Where I felt, and we'll look at the clip in a minute, I felt we got a little bit disjointed. And that tiny little bit... Allows an opportunity for Preston to get in behind us, and then obviously, as we spoke about the uh, the handball, I, I think it probably is a handball. His hands up by his, his head, um, but it's so frustrating and so disappointing to have thrown. We, we threw away those two points 100%. Bird, you were saying before
1: about how goal line technology is the best thing that's been brought in.
3: I, I agree
1: with you in that sense, but I feel the need for video assistant referees in the EFL is actually something that needs to be brought in because we're not seeing consistency across the decisions being made. For instance, in this game, a handball uh, is given against Tom Lockyer, whereas conversely, in the game against Coventry earlier on at the Kenny last season, McFadzian made a great save and it wasn't flagged by the referee. Um, Although this... um, this penalty that Preston North End were given was the correct decision ultimately.
3: Yeah. um, If I run the clip, I think um, firstly, we are in a decent block, pretty much low block. But for me, it's just that movement where Burke goes out. There's no need for Burke to vacate that area. Certainly no need to go as wide as that. The the danger has got to be central. Uh, If it goes to the wide boy, Fine. If not, if Bert goes out, I can see that the gap's too big, and it allows the space. And and you can see the hand is up. Um, And for me, listen, I, I don't. He's not meant to handball it. For me, it should be. If it's intentional, then it should be a. It should be handball. He hasn't meant to do it. Okay, you know they talk about natural position and everything, but I think as he's gone, his arms come up, but. I can I can obviously see and I can I can empathise with the officials why they've given the penalty there and I, it's not very often you hear me say that, um, but I do think the big the big thing about it is probably Burke Reese Burke switching off not necessarily switching off but going with the runner when he doesn't need to, because that makes the the fullback the left back's mind up to play that ball over the head of Nakamba. Um, I think it is an into that space. Whereas if Burke stayed alongside Lockyer, and even if the ball does go to the wide player, he can get out there. He can get out there and deal with it. Burke's almost on the touchline, um, opens up the gap, opens up the the space for the for the ball to be played into, um, and, and isolates Lockyer if you like. Um, and it was just that that was that was what you know that that split second of. Of Reese Burke, again, it's not really switching off, but that of Reese Burke just drifting out of his position. When we're in the championship, it, it gets exploited. And they're players, they're good, good players who can identify that. Listen, we're only talking probably five, six, seven yards. If Burke stays alongside Lockyer, you know, he could probably maybe talk better to, I think it's on your in front of him. He could probably say, show him wide or show him in field, wherever Burke wants him to go. Have that communication and dictate to, to to Fred where to show him the show that uh, show the player in, the, in possession of the ball, which means he didn't doesn't have to go out wide, or he can he can be ready to go out wide to close the ball if it goes there. The best ball that can possibly happen is is it goes wide, you know. And when you when you go and close a player down, you're told show him backwards or sideways, show him backwards or sideways. And in that instance, I think Burke's just been too keen to go and stop the ball going wide, come out, drift out of position. And the fullbacks thought right, slide it down the side of the centre half, pull pull Lockyer across. You know, I think they also. It's difficult to see, but if I just run it again, I would also maybe question whether Bell needs to be as deep as he is, because he's playing him on side. And I think if you actually see as the ball's played, Lockyer steps up even a yard or two, uh, and potentially if if um, I think there, you can see he's probably a yard offside. Maybe it's probably tight, but he's probably a yard offside. If Bell is with him um sorry Osho's with him not Bell Osho goes with him he would probably be offside as well um so we are talking fractions and we're talking little tiny things but that little tiny thing of Burke just drifting out of position of Osho, Osho maybe not squeezing holding a line we lock here at this level that costs you and that 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 little bit of quality from Preston to just find the channel ball to get listen, if he crosses it as well and misses Burke, I think Osho probably feeds it back to the keeper or, or Horvath comes to get it. So it's such fine lines. And in a game where you miss so many guilt-edge chances, and then they have that one opportunity to win a penalty and score from a penalty spot, it just totally and utterly epitomizes the championship and how cutthroat and how what a high level of, of performance you have to have for 97 minutes every week. And that that penalty, that goal. Uh, epitomizes it, really. Yeah, I mean, listen. Whoever you're playing against in the championship, whether they're an informed team, a team at the top, a team struggling at the bottom, until, you know, mid-table with what's said as, as nothing to play for, you you're going to come up against quality players. You're going to come up against good teams. Teams are going to keep going. You know, Preston in front of their home crowd. I don't think they they've won a game at, at Deepdale since since November, so they were desperate to do well, and they probably were too desperate. Um, they were that poor, as I said earlier, but. No, it was one that, again, one of the strangest games of football we'll see for a long time. But you know, it, you know, I did the commentary last year at Deepdale. We lost two nil, and nobody was really surprised. You know, the fact that we've come away having should have potentially could have easily won the game four or five one, uh, could have potentially won it four or five nil um, speaks volumes about where as a as a team and as a football club, Luton Town have, got, have come.
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we've certainly come a long way. And uh, even since, um, since Nathan Jones has left, uh, we've been playing some pretty spectacular football. Um, it's been in the news that uh, Paul Lintz had a little back and forth with um, a local reporter. And he used Luton Town as an example of, um, of, of playing bad football. So uh, I believe you have a clip from Preston North End that, and that, that shows how good, how good our football can be.
3: Yeah, I think it's really lazy. And I think it's really easy to, to label us a, a direct team. You know, because, you know, I've seen enough of us to know that we play pragmatic football. When we have to play, when when we want to, when we need to play long or a little bit direct or on diags or back to front, whichever way you want to call it, why wouldn't we do that? When we've got a player like or players like uh, Colton Morris and Elijah Adebayo in the team, why at times to relieve pressure, to get us up the pitch, to win second balls in and around the penalty area, why would we not go from back to front? You know, that's that it's just sensible it just common sense tells you that 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 will get you up the pitch and then when you go into Colton Morris or we go into Elijah Adebayo and he either wins the flick he either wins the knocked uh, wins the first one brings it down and brings you into play you are 50 yards closer to their goal and you've got players backing up you've got Clark close to him you've got Pelly close to him you've got Adam Campbell uh, Alan Campbell close to him you've got the wide boys hot nice and high so it's dead easy to say they go back to front really quick because if you see this clip and the clip you're talking about, this this builds to Jordan Clark's two chances. So Osho's on the ball, and this is what I'm talking about. He's 15 yards in our half, and we go long. We have a 50-yard ball, but a quality ball towards um, Colton Morris. There's a bit of a ricochet. It lands. We have a splash ball on the edge of the box, and we pick it up, okay? The camera gives it away again we've got bodies around it and and eventually we pick the ball up here with Jordan Clark so we are now again 10 15 yards outside the penalty area and now we build and every single flute and town player touches a ball in this move every single player so uh, there's absolutely no chance Paulins can say that we don't play any football because you just have to show him this clip you know you've got midfielders in rotation you've got I mean you've got uh, Nakamba on the ball as your know, you pivot there gives it to uh, to Pelly ruddock who's another midfielder you've got a you've got triangles you've got people running off the ball you know you've got your wing backs nice and high forwards coming in to join in you know uh, and ends up with a shot on goal three shots on goal one with a good save and two with two fantastic blocks so if Paul Lynch wants to watch that and that's I haven't had to trawl through 7 10 15 20 25 games of footage to find that that was two games ago against Preston and we've got a clip in the the Burnley game when we've had similar build-up maybe not as good as that but that that is that is so typical of how we play you know yes okay we might get it forward quick but that's to build higher up the pitch and because we're not smashing it up to somebody who isn't going to win a knockdown or isn't going to fight have a fight ball we're 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 playing it up to a play to two players who I'd say probably 75 percent of the time win that first ball and then we create and then we build. We, we get wing backs nice and high. The amount of crosses that come in from either, you know, Bell previously, but D- Dramay, uh, Bell on the other side, they, they the crosses they get in the game. If you're a direct team, that, that, that doesn't happen. So I think it's a nonsense. I think it's lazy. Um, and I think it's a deflection from somebody telling him that his team doesn't play enough football. Yeah, from the last thing on that Preston game, that
1: that Fernandez looked really handy, and I believe they brought him in especially just to deal with uh, Fred on the right wing. Mm. I believe he's on loan from Man United, so he's probably got a good career ahead of him. He made a great clearance off the line from Clark in that in that chance that you just showed. Um, yeah, but true. also staying on the on on the um, idea of pure football that Luton Town play. We mixed it against Burnley as well, and Burnley are known for uh, dominance of possession, playing beautiful football. They they pivoted really nicely from dice ball to the the, the style that Vincent Company has seamlessly implemented. And again, we mixed it with them, and you have some nice uh, some nice footage of um, of some build up in the Burnley game.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we certainly did, you know, we more than matched them I thought um football-wise and and you know the the comments from Vincent Company um after the game, I think were very complimentary, a lot more complimentary some of the Burnley fans in the uh in the Oak Road end um who were perhaps used to their, their prawn sandwiches, but um yeah, no, it's uh if we click on this clip, but this is the build up to a real good chance for um, for Elijah Adebeo. again, you know, building from one side to the other. It, when you play those wide centre halves, it's important that you try and do that, um, and you try and create those overloads down one side. But listen, this is football. That, that's Premier League football, you know, and it's a fabulous chance for uh, for Elijah, which you know, on another day he would have taken. But the, the the movement, and I show it again, the movement off the ball. Sorry, show it. Um, the movement off the ball again, going from one side to the other getting that overload on one side, shifting them across, dominating possession. And then it's about running forward, obviously body facing forward. And then this, this inside, inside space run is you see every week in the Premier League now. Um, And it's about running forward and then the quality to pick somebody out and create that chance. And that goes in the back of the net. You know, that's, that's just quality football from, from back to front. Again, lots of players involved in the move, lots of players on the ball, um, and and moving them about, asking questions of them. It's about players prepared to run forward, run off the ball, uh, see if opposition players want to run the other way, which they don't like doing. Nobody really likes running the other way. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a, a real good opportunity, and one that I'm sure he'll be kicking himself at. He's had a, you know, he had a, a tough week, Elijah. But I'd be more concerned if he wasn't in the positions to miss the, miss the chances. Um, that, you know, the goals will certainly, I think, will come. Um, But, yeah, you know, again, real good move, good build-up play, good approach play, uh, great running off the ball, um, and almost a a goal at the end of it. So you're mentioning
1: how it can change that quickly. Um, We could have actually lost the game, um, surprisingly. Um, I believe it was maybe Cannon that had a chance right at the death and it flashed past the post. Yeah, it, it really was some nice build up. It's a shame uh, that Elijah has been missing a couple of chances. Um, do you think this is sort of a, a lack of confidence? Although he has come off scoring five and five. So what, what do you think is going through his mind right now?
3: Yeah, it was a strange one. I mean, as you say, five and five and, and went up to Preston and, you know, the first chance that he misses was a real strange one because he had a fantastic touch. It was a great ball to him, a fantastic touch to set himself. And he, he seemed to hit it. We said in commentary, he seemed to hit it like he thought he'd given a foul away. Um, and it was a bad, it was a, he could have done anything. He should have probably had a touch and just slotted it. He could have, he could have lobbed the keeper maybe. He could have maybe had another touch taking it There's loads of things he could have done. And I think that was a bad miss. And I don't know whether that's just playing on his mind a little bit. Um, but he does look like he's lacking confidence. But you know, on the back of five and five, you, you know, you'd say maybe it's it's just a, a fact that he's he's had a good a good run of of goals. Um, and it's just catching up with him a little bit now. Where you know he's gone a couple of games and he's not got one. So. Um, you know, we know he's got the ability. We know he can score goals at this level. We know he's got brilliant attributes in his size, his athleticism. He's, he, he scares defenders to death. You know, I think there's so much more to him about about his game than there is just scoring goals. And I think, you know, I think fans will be, th- fans will look at him as a striker and say, you know, that's what he's paid for. It is, but he brings far more to Luton Town than just goals. It, you know, he as I say, he, he scares defenders to death. The, 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 the Watford game. Uh, where James Collins came off the bench and scored the penalty. I'll never forget the first, I I think I've said it before, the first header that he wins, the centre-half was scared to death after that. Didn't want to go out for a header. Um, So he's so, you know, he draws so many free kicks um, and draws so much um, attention from opposition defenders that I think we have to look just beyond his goals. Of course, you know, he's a centre-forward and he, he needs to be scoring goals. But I, I do think it will come... Um, he has scored five and five previous to the last two games. So he's not... You know, he's got five and seven. If anybody says that's a bad return, then, you know, it, you know, they want to see the level that he's playing at and where he's come from, you know, because it's a fantastic return. So um, I, I think we just have to stick with him, believe in him. I think he's a type of player who will thrive off the fans being behind him and singing his song. Um, and, you know, I, I still say... Colton Morris and Elijah Adebayo up front for any team at this level, anyone would take that. Yeah,
1: I agree. It was it's definitely a great return, five in seven. It still it still looks good. Um, hopefully, he can get his head uh, back in the game if that if that's what players need to do, and uh, he can notch a goal against uh, Birmingham on the weekend. It will really help his confidence. Um, so, in the seventy seventh minute. Deja vu again, back to back games where we've given away a penalty from a handball. Um, and we were looking pretty good up until this point, Burge, weren't we?
3: Yeah, we were. We were in a game, we were, you know, went toe to toe with them, really. Um, and it was a you know, a frustrating one. Um, if we if we load it up, um, from the free kick. I think we're in a good position here. You know, you've got Osho and Bell 2v1. Um, I think they'll be disappointed here. We haven't dealt with this, especially Bell, because Bell gets in front of the defender. I thought, I think Lockyer will be disappointed as well, because I think, I think he expects Bell to deal with it in fairness, but you've got to expect the unexpected. And I think Lockyer will have looked at that and thought, I've got to get back across. I should have got across earlier. And then that, that for me is a really, that's a harsh one because his hands down by his side, I, again it, it's a it's it's happened in a split second if he's meant to if he's meant to move his arm towards it it's happened in a real split second um he's jumped a little bit which is probably frustrating for him again but um i think that's a lot more harsh than um the the first one uh lock a preston for me uh, but again you know, I'll say it. I think for, in this position here, Lockyer will probably think he should have got across a little bit quicker. Bell, I think, will think I should have dealt with this better. He's probably looking to hook it high up the pitch, just not just hook it for a throw. Um, Lockyer get across even five yards, even two yards, and he probably clears that danger. Then he's a little bit powder puff with his challenge, and Osho jumps just before he goes in for the challenge, and and again, you know, that that for me is is, is a harsh one. Uh, I can probably just about see why he's given it. But uh, if you're on the end of that, I think you're disappointed. Um, And I think again, like the Preston one, it's little detail and little things that we could have done better. It's, you know, again, it's Lockie is probably a yard, two yards. If he just gets across to the danger a little bit quicker earlier, as that gets hooked back across Osho's head, Lockie is probably there to clear it out. Um, Again, it's all about hindsight and, and that's what analysis is about. But, you know, they're, they're the differences. If he did just get across, he was there to clear it. And he'd probably, you know, you look at going in and uh, getting another another point from the game. So, um, again, a disappointing one in terms of the build-up because you feel that it could have been dealt with. But um, a harsh one for me. So, Tom Locke here was quite
1: rightly aggrieved. Um about the penalty being given because with handballs, you know, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, no one knows the rules anymore. Was the hand in an unnatural position? Was it not? Um, was it accidental? Was it intentional? I don't, no one knows the rules anymore. But then Tom Lock here goes and talks himself into the book, and then a minute later, he talks himself into a red card. What's going through his mind, Burge?
3: Uh, yeah, listen. Sonny Bradley was on on CoCom's on on I Follow, and and he, you know, he couldn't really stick up for him. So I'm not going to try. Uh, I think he'll feel he'll feel horrendous about it because, listen, I talked myself into a lot of yellow cards, uh, but as soon as I got a yellow card, there was not a chance. I was talking myself into a red card. Absolutely no chance. There's no way I'd be able to go into the dressing room and look players in my teammates in the eyes if I'd have taught myself, listen, if you get two bookings for two tackles, if you get one for descent and one for a tackle, lads can almost half take it because, you know, that happens in football at times. Emotions are high. He was obviously frustrated. It probably spilled over from Tuesday, the penalty coming against us at Preston, especially him getting it against us. And I think the way the game had gone and how hard the boys had worked. And he probably sensed that, you know if they scored they'd probably see the game out and things like that and he probably it's just but 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 he's listen he's a, he's just gone to the world cup he's experienced football at the absolute highest level you possibly can um so we're not talking about you know Gabe Osho who um you know has been had the red, had the red card at Watford for a for an incident and has had one or two other incidents where you go okay he's, young, he's youngish uh, and inexperienced perhaps more than young and you can just about giving the benefit of the doubt, you know, but not Tom Lockyer here in that instance. He, he has to, I'd like to think that he's gone in that dressing room. And when the rest of the lads have come in, he's, he's apologized. And listen, I don't know what the dressing rooms like. I've been in dress rooms where lads have apologized and it's the worst thing they possibly could have done because it just antagonizes the situation. But I think nine times out of 10, if lads apologize, wholeheartedly and and they hold their hands up then you have to say okay as long as it doesn't happen again I suppose and as long as you know you're sincere with it and he and and he you know I think Tom Lock here's a he looks like a wonderful character and somebody who's um a huge part of the group um which I think will probably disappoint the manager and disappoint his teammates even more um especially the fact that you know we're going to miss him now for for for, for Birmingham uh, Bradley probably is not had enough training to come back in and we know we're a little bit short on centre halves so the whole the bigger picture is it's it was horrendous decision from Tom to to keep going on I, I think the second yellow was for for clapping which you know some referees might laugh off some referees might have just ignored but obviously this fella used it as an opportunity uh, to brandish his red card Fortunately, when, when Lockyer was sent off, although it was a
1: bit strange that the, the fans applauded him off. I, I don't quite know what, what that was about. Um, we, I know we all appreciate Tom Lockyer, but he left us in a lurch for, for the last 10 minutes and it could have been so much worse. But as Nathan Jones says, again, it's, it's harder playing against 10 men because the last 10 minutes of that game, we were well on top. Well, not we, Burge?
3: Yeah, I mean, going going back to your first point, um, you know, Tom Lockyer. I think you text me in the game or text the, the group in the game. He made a phenomenal block in the second half um, to, to stop a certain goal. Um, but I, I'm with you. Uh, he has let the boys down, especially in the fashion that he's, he's been sent off. To be clapped off, it does feel not quite right to me. I, I think it probably is a... a, a because it's him and because of who he is, and because he is 100% playing, and the fans probably understood. It was like, I think I remember Kevin Nichols being sent off against QPR at Kenilworth Road, and he walked off making the signs to the uh, QPR fans behind the goal in the Oak Road. And, um, you know, I think it, Luton fans are just like that type of character, maybe that is just wholehearted and, and absolute wears our heart on their sleeve. Um, but yeah, it doesn't perhaps sit too right that you know he, he he did get clapped off after letting letting the football club down a little bit but um and then the second point is yeah it, do you know what it i think probably you know you're a goal up you've been really gone toe to toe with for, for for 80 minutes in terms of burnley's point of view um you're in a cauldron at Kenworth road you know you've got the fans galvanized galvanized because of what's happened you probably as a, an away player, you know, they've got a lot of premier league players in that group. As many of them felt that type of atmosphere, that type of, they've probably been the other end of it because Burnley have been that premier league team who have got, who have, who have been in those situations and been the underdogs and been the, the smaller club, if you like. Um, and I don't mean that as fact that Luton's a smaller club than Burnley, but I mean, in terms of current, maybe stature and where Burnley have been in recent years, uh, just to clarify that. Um, so maybe they felt a little bit, definitely felt they're top of the league and they should be going. Uh, you know, they should be going to places and winning. They've been on a long run and they probably felt, wow, you know, we, you know, we need to hold on to this. And we perhaps that means subconsciously that they dropped off and, and set and uh, took a step back. Uh, and it, and it can be difficult if the you know if the opposition um come at you and the opposition have a right go. Playing against ten men isn't always easy. So. I can understand where Nathan Jones is coming from on that point. Um, And we did make it an uncomfortable 10 minutes for them. And unfortunately, you know, we got nothing out of the game.
1: You had me worried there for a minute, Burge. I thought you had a touch of the Graham Joneses calling us little Luton.
3: No, 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 I didn't mean it that way. I just meant, I I, I just meant Burnley have obviously been a Premier League club in recent years. Um, You know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't say that Burnley is a bigger football club. Genuinely, wouldn't say that Burnley is a bigger football club than than Luton. They've just probably been at uh, a higher level in the most uh, in the more more recent seasons. Is is the angle I was coming at? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, historically we've we've outperformed them, spent more time in in the top division, Absolutely. I guess historically. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, more more recent Premier League money and seven yep. consecutive seasons at the top. It just really does go a long way to build the infrastructure of a club but hopefully we'll be mm-hmm. there next year and we can get a taste of that Premier league money
3: mm-hmm. be nice it will be nice as long as it doesn't ruin us like people who win the lottery and uh, and spend it all on uh, on fast cars and loose women
1: ah well may- maybe Gary Sweet will change his number and we'll, ne- we'll never <laughs> see him again <laughs> nah it would never happen okay. No, nah, it would be it would be fantastic wouldn't it it, will. Uh, it
3: will. it'll be a
1: good journey well that's all we have time for this week if you like what you've seen like and subscribe on YouTube Uh, check out our website that's oakroadhatter.com on Twitter and Facebook we're at oakroadhatter on Instagram oakroadhatterpod and our YouTube oakroadhatter